You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Great day in Oklahoma today, isn't it? I mean, I would say it's always a great day, but this is Podunk Town, so yeah. A podunk town without a mask mandate and a podunk town without lockdown restrictions. Yeah, so I know at least on the state level that's true, but on the local level, um, I'm not sure that this, I haven't seen anything locally that they're opening up fully. We're open, but not Well, yeah, not not yet, because apparently we have to wait until Friday, apparently. So if we just wait till Friday, then we'll we'll be fine. That, uh, honestly, that makes no sense. It's like... Uh, yeah, here, 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 we're going to open up and we're going to do it next week or in this case, Friday. What? Why? Why not just open up now? Just come out and say, hey, we're open now. It's ridiculous. It, it It's ridiculous even to the point where like what they were doing in New York. Oh, businesses can only open to 10 percent. Why not 12? Why not? Why not 16? Why 10? What hell? Why yeah. 20? Why 30? Where's well, it, not even not even those numbers. Where's the data supporting your analysis? You're telling me I can't open my business. Prove it. Well, on the you have to err on the side of precaution, and and as the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci said, you have to make a judgment call. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you don't have the facts, you just have to shoot from the hip. Yeah. If you if you don't have the data, if you don't have that evidence, then you have to make a judgment call. And sometimes, you know, those those things just aren't going to go right. Not going to go right. That's right. Yeah, it's not going to go right. Starting Friday, Oklahomans. Apparently, that's what you call yourselves. Yeah. Okies. Yeah. Okies. Use a use a hundred year old term will no longer be required to wear masks or limit capacity at businesses. Yeah. Doing the uh, the old Texas maneuver here, kicking the door open on Thursday. uh, Governor Kevin Stitt announced that he would lift the orders. But on Friday. Yeah. Because of the progress we've made, I will be issuing a new executive order tomorrow. There will be no statewide restrictions on events or Oklahomians or Oklahomans, he said in a press conference. Uh, I'm also removing the requirements to wear masks in state buildings. More Oklahomans are getting vaccines each day. And the CDC's new guidelines, which God only knows what in the hell those are. I saw what's her name, uh, Walensky or whatever the hell her name is. She's back out today saying there's a new spike coming and we need to lock everything back down. Three days ago, she was saying everything was fine. To, to the point about uh, talking to Oklahoma here. Um, I'm sorry, Governor Stitt. Um, you've done some good stuff so far that I've seen, um, but this isn't good enough. Well, he the, goes on. The way he's wording this. Uh-huh. Um, we've done enough, a good enough job. Nah, no. The lockdowns in the very beginning had no evidence to show that they were going to be effective. In fact, we've never done this in human history that we're aware uh, of locking down the healthy, shutting down entire businesses just because of the flu. We don't do that. I'm sorry. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad you're opening things up. Not good enough. He said the new guidelines mean wearing a mask should be based on a personal decision 
excuse me, uh, should be a personal decision based on your circumstances. He credited vaccines and masks for lifting the restrictions, uh, but no. still urged Oklahomans to wear masks if deemed necessary. No, not good enough now. It, this, okay, first of all, this should have been a year ago. This should have been one year ago. He should have been like, wear a mask if you want, don't wear one if you don't want to. It, Take the Florida approach. Yeah. yeah, that should have been the approach of the entire nation because uh, all the data shows, and we've been talking about it ad nauseum, it, it doesn't it doesn't work. The mask mandates, the shutdowns, none of that. None of that does anything but bring about the Great Reset and ESGs. And we we know how happy people are going to be about that. Aren't, yeah, we know. We know that. Yeah. The oh, standard, everybody's going to love it. Oh, yes. You're going to be happy about it. The standard for normal cannot be zero cases, he said. In Oklahoma, the standard for normal is freedom. The freedom to worship, the freedom to go to work and earn a paycheck, the freedom to visit your loved ones in nursing homes, the freedom to send your kids to school in person, and the freedom to protect your family however you see fit. As long as I'm governor, I will protect the freedoms of Oklahomans. Uh -huh. you, like I said, you're a year behind. So, Governor, um, I'm curious, is there a, a, an election coming up in 2020? Um, let's see here. Probably uh, 2022. He's probably on Next the... election, 2022. Oh, uh -huh. somebody is feeling a little bit of pressure mm -hmm. and is because he's going to be elected. Well, he's going to have to hit that campaign trail soon, and he's going to need some crowds out there around those bales of hay. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what this feels like. Mm -hmm. So, um, no, uh, this is a political game. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, he's done some good and he's better than the last governor. Uh, the last governor actually did some uh, um, stealing of funds. I was going to say, your uh, last governor was an embezzler. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, did some embezzlings. So it's better than the last one. But no, this isn't that I hope, I hope Okies have enough uh, intuition about themselves. To, to see through this guy's. Mm -hmm. He said the uh, hospitalizations are down and it's the time for Oklahomans to take responsibility for themselves. Well, it's nice to know that the government's not going to be taking responsibility for you anymore. Yeah, you can. You're a big kid. You've, you've earned some some good uh, some good faith about yourself to be able to make the right decision. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. Good mm -hmm. job. Well done down there. Oklahoma, mm -hmm. he, he, as he says, Oklahoma has been fully reopened since last June. Uh, I don't think you have. Have you? Uh, so as far as the state is concerned, yeah. Uh, but on the local levels, no. Some of the locales have been restricting. Mm -hmm. uh, he goes on to talk about, yeah, yeah, cases, blah, blah, blah. You know, we saw cases yeah. last year and how we saw cases this year, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we want to get our summer back. Uh, but also at the same time, we're telling Oklahomans to take personal responsibility. Why don't you do that from the beginning, sir? Yeah. Uh, continue continue to be vigilant. And I think Oklahomans will do the right thing. You didn't even ask them. You didn't even ask them to do the right thing. They didn't even ask. Uh, well, you, you you know how well they asked in our uh, in my personal locale um, and how how well the residents took up to being asked to wear a mask, um, pulled a gun on them. So I'm, I'm actually I don't advocate for not violence, you. but at the same time, not you, the, I, the resident. I applaud that. Yeah, the residents here. Yeah, yeah. They, just, they just so we're clear. Else. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't do that. I don't even know who the city council is here. So uh, to be fair, what is it but, we always say, Bruce, if you want to take action, do it at the local level and you don't know who to call. 
You don't know who to bitch at at the local council? Oh, no, I, I know where the number is. I'm saying I don't know who they are. Like, well, uh, to if be I fair, was to see them on the street, I don't know who to they be, are. Uh, yeah, to be fair, to be fair, you literally did just move. So you get a pass on that. Different True, I've ward. only been here. Different ward, you get a pass on that. Since you guys are uh, getting back to, uh, well, what you would consider to be normal down there, uh, s- since you're there, what you, what you probably need to do is if you start going back to the gym, right? You, you still need to take this precaution, according to NBC News. If you go to the gym, and I'm not making this up, you should wear a face mask in the shower. I'm not really sure even like uh, taking this as if they were they were being serious and not, you know, trying to uh, uh, gaslight. Um, it completely renders the mask ineffective at that point. Once it's wet, you, you, you destroy the eff- efficacy of the mask. It's no longer it's like it's ruined. I think it's just the point now where they're seeing how, you know, how much they can get people to do whatever the hell they say. Right. That's that's all it is. Do you remember the do you remember the two masks and the three? Oh, my God. I saw a guy on an elliptical yesterday with two masks on. He's like the guy is chugging at it on the elliptical. Right. He's going at it on the cross trainer and he's got two masks on. I just wanted to go over there and and rip him off of his face. And I'm like, dude, breathe. Can can you just breathe? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey, you know. If we keep this up, man, you know, keep up with this trend to where people wearing masks. Number one, um, there'll be a lot of Darwin Awards handed out. But number two, um, maybe we'll get these like bubbles that we can all just live in. Right. And just just all be bubbles. Sounds great. NBC News reported on a guidance from the CDC for Americans to wear masks and to practice social distancing in gyms. The CDC highlighted a study of a gym in Chicago last summer. The study focused on 81 people who exercised at the gym facility. The study found COVID-19 cases were identified in 68% of the gym attendees. The NBC News article provides tips on exercising at the gym during co- during the COVID-19 pandemic. So they can, they're going to tell you how to work out now. Yeah, they're, they're going to tell you how to do that, including exercising at home or outdoors, disinfecting equipment, washing your hands and wearing a face mask in the shower. They say in the study that it's best to and I'm not joking about the last one. It's best to avoid showers if possible, since you can't get masks wet, as you just said. Otherwise, they lose their efficacy. Isn't it? Isn't that exactly what you just said? That that is literally what I just said. So they're telling you not to shower now. Well, they say to avoid it if possible. That's what they're saying. Like for example, the showers in my gym, like because it just opened, the the showers in my gym are closed. But I literally live like a half a half a mile down the road, so it's no big deal, right? I can just go home. And I know a lot of people that don't shower at the gym anyway. So yeah, but what if what if the routine is like uh, you go to the gym before work? That's a fair I'm, point. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm that's a fair point. Afterward. Yeah, that's a fair point. But I mean, they, they always, yeah, it, 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 we all know this is bull anyway, right? It's just a, it, it's a tedious yeah. thing to confuse you and piss you off. That's all it is. If you need to shower at the gym, that this they go on to say this. If you need to shower at the gym, shower as quickly as possible and only remove your mask when your face or head is going to get wet. You're in the shower. You're in the shower. Only remove your mask when your face or head is going to get wet. Isn't that isn't a shower literally like a decontamination area? You like, go into any like chemical lab or or anything or, or medical lab, bio, wherever they do, but any of these places where they do research on viruses and stuff, you go into the like these containment facilities. Yeah, they have emergency showers. Yeah, all of them. Unbelievable. There doesn't appear, though, to be any mention of wearing face masks in the shower on the CDC website, but the government health agency recommends the following. Are you ready? Be prepared to not use the locker room in order to reduce the risk of being in close proximity to others in a small space. 
arrive in workout clothes and shower at home to avoid using a shared locker room and bathrooms. The the amount, the extra amount of CO2 you're going to be emitting. If you're if you're on board with wearing a mask in public like this or social distancing, I'm probably I'm probably right in saying that you're probably an environmentalist as well, because that's the the the, the kind of um, intelligence that you require to believe all this rhetoric. So if you, if you're going to go to the gym and wear a mask in your workout clothes beforehand and then shower at home, aren't you conscious of the CO2 emissions that you're creating? It's going to be you're, you're doubling the CO2 emissions here. You know what I saw today? I mean, I was in the gym just a few hours ago. You know what I saw in there? I saw maybe 30 people, literally, no joke, maybe 30 people on cross trainers, bicycles and treadmills all running, no, no masks, all running, cycling, and whatever it is you do on an elliptical simultaneously. Now, each one of those machines in, you know, uh, from the other one is taped off with like this crime scene tape because, oh God, you know, God help you if you get on one next to somebody, right? You might kill somebody. Are you seriously going to sit there and tell me that a person that can't be on the treadmill next to me, but the one after that isn't going to be emitting anything that white that might not waft over my direction when we're both running at full speed on treadmills. How much of a joke is that? Again, like I said, it takes a great amount of intelligence to believe wearing a mask while you're working out is a good idea. All right. Well, guess what? It's the middle of March. Okay, so next month starts what? Starts spring break, right? Yeah, spring break. Yeah, it's the time for the time for all the college kids and everybody to be hitting the beaches, right? Isn't that, isn't is that going to be? Isn't good? already happening right now? Is it going on right now? I thought spring break because I've seen articles talking about how uh, spring breakers in Florida are a problem because they're not wearing masks and all that oh, kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, you and there was actually you're not like a mask on a beach. Yeah, there was actually like a hundred people that were arrested. People were arrested in Florida for not wearing a mask. They don't have a mask mandate. Uh, that's um, uh, yeah. There, the article was posing it. Uh, now this is CBS out of Miami. The way it's posed in the article, that that's actually what's happening is they're being arrested. OK, for not wearing so it's mask. the city of Miami. Then that's a problem. Yeah. All right. Uh, the head of the CDC on Monday warned that an uptick in travel and spring break trips could be seen as warning signs of a potential backslide in a progress against COVID. So, I mean, we're not doing what we're told. Yeah. As, as Biden said yesterday, he needs our help. He needs our help. We're not doing what we're told over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No comment. Over 1.3, listen to all these people, over 1.3 million people passed through airport security on Friday. All those people emitting all those carbon emissions, getting on planes. What's wrong with you? And Sunday, Sunday saw a similar number. 1.3 million, 1.3 million people getting through the airports. Can you imagine? Hell, the airports here before they shut all this garbage down, we're doing that a day on an average day. So here's, here's an interesting, interesting fact for our listeners. The government cannot restrict travel between states. It is against the Constitution. It's the commerce law. So these uh, saying that these uh, uh, travel between states is going to be problematic. Well, I'm sorry. You have no legal ground to stop it, even under emergency circumstances. Sorry. They couldn't stop it, even if they wanted to. Even if let's say that they let's say that they had the authority to shut it down. OK, let's for, throw, put the Constitution aside for a second. Let's just say that they had the authority to shut down interstate commerce and interstate travel. OK. That's a logistical nightmare. There's no way you've got the resources or the personnel to be able to enforce that. There's no way. Um, they could. They could. 
if they were it depends on how totalitarian they want to go if you well, want to yeah. go full bore totalitarian you just okay. pull in the national guard put them out there checkpoints and if, if anybody gonna... resists, you, resists, you shoot them. Okay, yeah. But uh, we've talked about this before. Bubba needs a six-pack, right? And Bubba ain't going to put up with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah and Bubba's going to have his boys. Idea. Yeah, and Bubba's going to have his boys in the back of that pickup, and they're going to handle business. Exactly. It, it would be bad for all parties involved. Yes. The CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, she's been fantastic through all this, hasn't she? She's been great since she's been on with the Biden administration, right? Much better than uh, Redfield or whatever the hell his name was. Yeah, uh, like that. Yeah, he was about an idiot, too. Said it's the most travelers seen in a single day since before the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus a pandemic roughly a year ago. Well, let's see. You kept people locked down with BS statistics and, and you know, orders. And now things are opening up. It's uh, getting into spring. Yeah, people are going to people are going to people. Well, now listen to this. Right. Listen to this. She added that. Are you ready for this? She's seen footage of people enjoying spring break festivities maskless. Mm. Yeah, you can't have um, you can't have people being people. Um, That's dangerous. She says this is all in the context of still 50,000 cases per day. Yeah, depending on how you have those tests set, lady. She also... And all of this, you, you remember, you remember Fauci saying that, um, you know, we have to socially distance and wear masks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But if you mm-hmm. wanted to go on Tinder, you know, that's fine. You know, that, yeah. that, that's cool. Well, you, that now, was your responsibility if you wanted to take that risk. Right. And that, that's kind of a college age trend, if you will. Right. College 30s, you know, somewhere in there. Um, college kids want to get out and, um, you know, do the college kid thing. Party, get freaky, all that fun stuff. Right. They're going to do it, whether that's the thing is like either either they're going to do it out in the open like this and party and whatnot, or they're going to do it in a a, if social distancing really works, you should be all about people being out in the open and sunshine, because if you don't, you're going to have people like, for example, we use New York as the example. They're going to continue seeing their friends and family in these tiny apartments with crappy ventilation between the, the the rest of the apartments, and if social distancing really does actually affect things, and all the rhetoric you've been spouting is really effective, then you should be encouraging these people not to be in their apartments and not being in these tight quarters like this, and have areas for them to go out and enjoy themselves and continue being humans. Instead, you're 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 encouraging people to do underground meetings and groupings, and if your if your data and claims are right which they're not. But if they were right, then you're causing more spread by your uh, restrictions and lockdowns. I mean, it's okay to still use the subway in New York. It's literally, you're you're like sardines in a can. It's still fine it, to get on an airplane. Same yeah, thing. Same you thing. got a social distance. Think about this. You got a social distance when you get to the airport, right? You got, you got to stay apart from everybody when you're checking in and you're going through security and all the rest of it. But then they pack you onto the plane like sardines. Think about that. Think about that. No, uh, see, again, you, you, ha- you, you have to have that immense amount of intelligence to continue wearing the masks and social distancing. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just it, it, it takes so much to, to fully understand what the government's telling you to do. Well, yeah. And again, right. Here's what she's doing. She, she made a statement after this. She says, I'm pleading with you for the sake of our nation's health. These should be warning signs to all of us. Cases climbed last spring. They climbed again in the summer. They will climb now if we stop taking precautions when we continue to get more and more people vaccinated. See, she's pleading. Don't you? Don't don't you? Uh, 
<laughs> those pleads actually make me <laughs> they falling on deaf angry. ears yeah. <laughs> they, they are falling on deaf end ears that's why as edges. soon as i heard biden say that when he's like i'm i'm begging you i need you and i'm like that makes me want to pay attention to you even less did you see the the amount of views right now mind you 81 million people voted for this guy did you see the views on the on the white house video of his uh, on youtube on the actual uh whatever he gave if you want to call that a press conference did you see the views there were something like 24,000 views or something like that 525 likes seven and a half thousand dislikes most uh, see now those are just trolls it's like one or two people that are just, russian bots just spamming. It. yeah it's just bots that's all they're just they're going in which doesn't explain why there's so few upvotes but it's just russian bots I can't it just I, I want to be able to say that it's just people that are um, tired of hearing about the president. And that's why they're, they're just not paying attention. They're done with it. They, they've paid attention. We had um, uh, really, if you look about look at it, the last 20, I don't know, probably 25 years or so uh, since Clinton, we, we've had we've been inundated with president nonsense. Right. Because you had uh, Clinton, the impeachment and everything there. And then it's just been Bush, the war. And then that it was bashing Bush because oh he's a he's a uh, Islamophobe uh, you know and all this stuff and we yeah, all yeah and then we had Obama such a, a wonderful amazing and then Trump four years of that nonsense that they were throwing at Trump that was a circus and that was four was years a of a circus that that was so that was disgusting it's gotten progressively worse in our face all the time with some stuff, something the president's done or said or what what have you. And now you have Biden, who's supposed to be the moderate. That That's what they, they told us, right? He, he's supposed to be the moderate. He's the one that's going to be bring normalcy back, right, to the presidency, which is basically you're, you're the president doing stuff that is relatively okay for the nation. And you're just kind of in the background. We don't really want to hear about what, what what's going on with the president. So people are just like, yeah, I'm done. You know, this is this is he's he's benign. He's he's old. He's I got hairy uh, legs. Of, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, uh, Biden. I, I I just I want to believe that the people are are just done with him. But I kind of feel like there actually is quite a few that know what's going on. But I don't think there's they're not doing anything about it. They're not they're not standing up. Don't know. We'll see. Another death. Physical therapist. 28 years old. We talked about the woman the other day who was the, uh, was she like a surgical assistant or something? Yeah, uh, she was a plastic um, surgeon. Yeah, for a plastic surgeon, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, she she died two days after. It was about 30 hours after uh, receiving her uh, her COVID shot. And of course, we've seen, uh, what is it? You, you mentioned the uh, the boxer. Yes, uh, middleweight. Uh, marvelous Marvin, mm-hmm. I believe was his name. Mm-hmm. I forget what the yeah, last name was. He was two hours, or two, two hours, two days, right? Mm-hmm. Also, Hank Aaron, two days after he took his. Baseball legend Hank Aaron died. Physical therapist, 28 years old, dies two days after receiving COVID-19 vaccine. See, but these have nothing to do with the vaccine because it happened uh, after the 15 minute mark. So they're not a COVID. It's not a vaccine death. This, this, was, is an this inter- was something else. Yeah, this is an interesting one. This is the uh, uh, they believe that this one is either the Pfizer uh, or Moderna one, uh, which Actually, I, I don't know which one those the the other people that we just listed there. What 
what vaccine they took. I don't know. But uh, I, I know that there's another list. We'll go over this here in just a minute. Uh, some more countries have shut down the AstraZeneca vaccine as of today. Uh, they were praising it last week, and now all of a sudden they've closed it down. Hmm, gee, I wonder. 28-year-old Haley Link Brinkmeyer of Evansville, Indiana, died January 21st. Okay, so it's been a while. Apparently this just came out. Maybe they had to do, you know, autopsy or whatever. After she received an mRNA vaccine believed to be either from Pfizer or Moderna. Uh, the woman's mother, she says, my 28-year-old daughter took the vaccine on a Tuesday and she was dead by Thursday. When did uh, she start that, having problems with it? Well, I'm not sure. Uh, autopsy shows no other red flags. Uh, the coroner has assured us he will get to the bottom of this vaccine crap. This is according to her statement. She said anything with Bill Gates or Quack Fauci's name attached should be a red flag. Depopulation, my folks. Depopulation. That's their objective, she added. Just saying. She's, she's not wrong. She worked at the uh, the woman, you know, the, the physical therapist, the woman who died. Uh, she worked at the North River Health Campus, a senior living community. She probably had to get it. And she was probably her employer probably made her get it, which had been administering vaccines since earlier January. But it is unclear if she received the shot there. The younger therapist's father-in-law, James Brinkmeyer, asked for prayers on Facebook. And of course, this report just came out right after the 39-year-old woman that we were reading about uh, in Utah, the, the surgical assistant or whatever to the plastic surgeons we just mentioned, she died two days after receiving the Moderna vaccine. So it's not just the AstraZeneca one. No, it's not. But it's good. It's good. If you get vaccinated, you can go back to life as normal, right? Isn't that what they say? Is, is that, they're not? No? They're, they're not saying that? You can go back to life as normal. You get a Some vaccine are, passport, but, um, maybe. Yeah. No QR codes. No. Canadian health chief, of course, Justin Trudeau, the the Canadian uh, prime minister, president, whatever the hell he is up there. I don't know. He's a loser as far as I'm concerned. That guy prime up minister, there, I think. prime minister. Yeah. Okay. I feel sorry for the people of Canada to have to put up with this joker. He says the AstraZeneca vaccine is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Canadians should take it. The Canadian health chief says that COVID restrictions must continue even after taking a vaccine. Okay. So explain to me, if that's the case, uh, uh, Teresa Tam, who is the chief public health officer of Canada, uh, if that's the case, why would you take a vaccine? It's like you're telling people to go out and you're telling them to get vaccinated. You're guilt tripping them. You're threatening them to go out and you're you're scaring the hell out of them to go out and take this this whacked out uh, experimental garbage from Fauci and Gates and company. And yet you're not even going to offer them any kind of incentive to do that. You're going to de-incentivize them actually going out and getting it. You have the plague. We have to separate you. Yeah. A Canada's top public health officer warned citizens that they must continue following the country's COVID restrictions even after getting vaccinated, noting that the vaccine is never 100% effective. Huh. Huh. So how about no? Theresa Tam who is Prime Minister Trudeau's public health chief, said on Sunday that because so little is known about the vaccine's efficacy, people must still obey the COVID measures like social distancing and masking. Obey. Yeah, obey. For now, keep, I'm quoting her, for now, keep up with those precautions because there's two reasons. There's two reasons. One is that if you got vaccinated, it's never 100%. So keeping up with some of these personal protective layers is still important. Hmm. So you have a 0.7% chance of being asymptomatic and being sick and being able to spread that, okay? What was, well, hold, hold on a second. A 0.7% chance of being asymptomatic or symptomatic? Which one? No, 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 no. Asymptomatic uh-huh. and spreading. 
Oh, and spreading. So, okay, I got you. And okay. spreading. Yeah. So my mistake. Yeah. So I'm a little tired. In other words, <laughs> I've had a long day, man. I'm sorry. You're good. So in other words, if you're asymptomatic, you're not sick. You you don't have to socially distance or wear a mask. And if you do have symptoms of any sickness, why are you out in public anyway? She was asked the question: Can you transmit? Some, can you transmit to someone else if you're vaccinated? That we don't know yet. But there's more and more data that shows that there's quite likely those who are vaccinated are less likely to transmit. See, she doesn't even know. She doesn't even know. She says there's more and more data. Where is it? You, you don't have any charts. You're a doctor, lady. You, you don't have any charts. Oh no, no. See, they're they're, they're shooting from the hip because they don't have any. Oh, they're data making a judgment. Yeah, they're making a judgment. So they're call, making a yeah, judgment so. call. Yeah. She says, but that data is forthcoming. So just hang tight for a bit, right? Just for a bit. 14 days is all they need to figure this out, right? 14 days to, to flatten that curve. You remember that? Does anybody even remember I, that? Was it 14 days or 14 months? I'm, I'm kind of, it's kind of- I think of... we're coming up on 14 months. Yeah. Germany and France have shut down AstraZeneca as of today. Uh, also, the Netherlands has jumped on board with that as well. So uh, three major European countries are shutting that down. Now, I thought the German government was saying just last week, oh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Hell, Macron was probably one of the first people to say, wait a minute, uh, this AstraZeneca one's got some real problems. Uh, we should probably pull this one off. Pretty sure Italy's on board as well. With, yes, Italy's uh, also uh, shut that one down. The UK, I think, has shut that one down. Uh, all the European countries have pulled that one. Trudeau still says it's safe. The World Health Organization, part of their organization, made a public statement two days ago, said it was perfectly fine. You shouldn't have anything to worry about. The EU said it was perfectly fine. You shouldn't have anything to worry about. It's safe to take. And yet another part of the World Health Organization that see, this is why I think there's a civil war going on inside the WHO, because you've probably got some people in there that are trying to do the right thing. Another part of the World Health Organization came out and said, no, there's a serious problem with AstraZeneca. You should probably stop using that. And you also had part of the WHO that said uh, countries don't need to be doing lockdowns. You got to stop that. But there's another part that says, oh, no, you need to maintain those lockdowns. So either they got a, a, a Fauci complex where they're talking out of both sides of their agenda or you've got two warring factions in there. I'm not sure which one it is. It, it almost sounds like you have some that are I think there's a little bit of a civil war going on because it does sound like you actually have some that are trying to stick with the facts and stick with the science. Germany and France on Monday joined a fast growing list of countries suspending uh, the use of AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine over reports of blood clots. Uh, the German health ministry said the government was acting in accordance with the recommendation of the Paul Ehrlich Institute. Uh-huh. Yeah, the author of that, that book I got. Yeah. The country's national vaccine regulator. Gee, I wonder why that place was named after that astute gentleman. Huh. Anyone who has a curious enough mind can go and take a look at that, which called for further investigations of the cases. After new reports of thrombosis of the cerebral veins in connection with the vaccination in Germany and Europe, the Paul Ehrlich Institute considers further investigations to be necessary. Boy, that doesn't sound very pleasant, does it? Doesn't sound very pleasant at all. France also announced it will stop administering the AstraZeneca shot pending an assembly by the European Union's medicine regulator due on Tuesday, according to French President Emmanuel Macron on Monday. Well, I thought the EU said it was fine. 48 hours ago, they were praising it, saying it was safe to take. Oh, now, see, you can't hold them responsible, can you? No. See, they were made, they, they were given liability protection before all this started. You know, if these people didn't have liability protection, if we didn't have traitorous sellout governments and, and public health people that are corrupted and bought off, giving them immunity, then these companies wouldn't exist. We'd sue them out of existence. It's just as bad as 230 with big tech. Just as bad. 
I would argue this but, is worse. But we have to we have to act. People are gonna die if we yeah. don't do something. Yeah, right. Yeah. More people are dying of this vaccine than actually die to the than actual COVID. Not comorbidity. Don't give me the comorbidity numbers. Don't give me that. I think we're up to what, sixteen hundred now from the vaccine complications, roughly? Yeah, something something somewhere in that range. It's mm -hmm. so the the COVID vaccine is actually more deadly to the younger age groups than actual COVID. It is. It is. That's it. We're, that's I mean, we're seeing that we're, we're seeing that several other nations, including Denmark, Norway and Iceland uh, have also halted the AstraZeneca vaccine as a precautionary step. I think India was the first country to, to ban it. They also threw out the Pfizer shot in India as well, uh, because well, Gates was India, involved with that one. Yeah, but India, we, we found the article uh, or, or excuse me, the uh, um, white paper that India had published that was saying the spike mm -hmm. proteins were uh, the same as the HIV virus. Yeah. So it, yeah. it was, I mean, th that was like the first one that we've seen. Mm -hmm. So what vaccine is going to be effective against that? You know, I mean, it's, there, there's there's no way you could develop. There's no way. I mean, maybe. I, I still think there's, I still think there's a way to uh, create a, uh, a vaccine against that or, or, or some way of, of reversing that. We just aren't, we aren't there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At some point. Yes, I agree. Um, Italy and Romania have stopped it. Austria has stopped it. Also the Netherlands has stopped it. And I believe I, as of yesterday, Ireland also stopped using it uh, as well. Norway has also stopped it. So this is getting shut down pretty much everywhere. Uh, as far as that goes. And, and I, honestly, I don't believe these numbers. I, I don't know about you, but or any of you, but I don't believe these numbers. Do you believe these numbers, these vaccine numbers? Because I don't. These are the same people. Remember, these are the same people that were telling us the hospitals were overrun. These are the same people that were telling us of uh, the cases were off the charts and the deaths were off the charts. And now they're telling us the vaccine numbers are off the charts. And I don't think that's true. Uh, I'm not really sure on that one. I mean, it could be legit. But as you said, the They've lied to us so much already, but you know, leading up to this, uh, I, I have difficulties believing anything they say now at this point. So, yeah. All right, let's get off this COVID crap, right? Let's go to the border. Nancy Pelosi was on George Stephanopoulos, yeah, on the uh, the hell's his show this week or whatever it's called. Uh, we got a clip of her talking about the uh, the border crisis, the kids in cages, which is now a um, a humanitarian challenge to us all. Uh, is is what she said or to all of us or something like that. Uh, I've got a clip here of her. Let's go ahead and get started with that. And then we will go from there. Let's talk about the situation at the border. We've seen a huge surge in migrants crossing the border since January. The number of children in custody higher than it was at, than its 2019 peak during the Trump administration. Your colleague, Verona Cascobar of Texas, called the conditions there unacceptable. She was there on Friday. Is she right? What more must be done? Uh, well, I'm sorry, I didn't hear who you said. Veronica Escobar. Uh, Veronica Escobar, our colleague uh, from representing. Uh, uh, yes, El good morning, Paso. Nancy. And yes, it good, is. Good morning. The, actually, the facts are these. There are more children, uh, about six, seven hundred more children, unaccompanied children coming over the border. Uh -huh. uh, the, uh, this is a humanitarian challenge to all of us. Uh, what wow. the administration has inherited is a broken system at the border, and they are working to correct that. In in the children's interest. I'm so pleased that the president, as a temporary measure, has sent FEMA to the border in order to help facilitate the children going from one 72-hour 
issue into where they are cared for as they are transferred into family homes or homes that are safe for them to be. As- okay, let, let's Man, just stop that, right there. Let, let's just stop right really there. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll continue on with that here in just a minute. Uh, but let, let's address, because she says a lot, let's, let's address this yeah. one at a time. First of all, uh, this is this is a humanitarian challenge. Are you serious? This went from uh, what was it? Some kind of a some crisis when Trump was down there when they were averaging five hundred and what was it? Five hundred and sixty or five five hundred and forty to five hundred and sixty apprehensions a day. That was it. Yeah, I mean, you can even go uh, generous to their argument and say eight hundred a day. I mean. Either way, it was below a thousand. But that was a big border crisis. But yeah, that was a big border crisis. And now, and now this actually that was actually good numbers. the The worst point in Trump's administration was those caravans, and they had three thousand during that time that had crossed the day. Now I know that those are good numbers, but the media is what I'm talking about when I say that it was a border crisis. They were saying, "Oh, it's an unprecedented crisis. It's." Uh, it, it, we've yeah. never seen anything like this before, and and Trump doesn't know what he's doing, and blah blah well, blah. Except we did actually see that during the um, Obama administration. Yeah, we did. We, we did because they were doing the, a virtual wall, right? And the the kids in cages. Um, that yeah, that was actually a policy that was started by the Obama administration. Well, this is a this is a humanitarian challenge to all of us. Mm. Is mm-hmm. is what it is mm-hmm. now. Yeah. It, the other thing that really concerned me and what she was saying there was. Other than the fact she's lying about all this stuff, uh, the the way they're manipulating it. But the kids only stay in the facility for up to seven hours. And then 72. are... 72. Oh, 72. Okay. So, yes. Okay. 72 hours. And then they're... So they're, they only stay for 72 hours and then they're shipped off to other homes, residences. I, I guess. Um, uh, yeah. But but <sighs> before, we, before we get down to that, you have to understand what the administration has inherited is a broken system. At oh, the yes, border. yes, yes. I, I skipped over uh, that no. one. My apologies. Uh, no, 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 no. The, the system was not broken, lady. You didn't inherit any broken system down there. The only thing that's broken mm. about that system down there is the fact that that wall wasn't finished. I, I will agree. From our perspective, the, the system was broken when Trump took it, and Trump wasn't able to, to fully fix it because Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did, under our perspective, um, inherit a broken system. The problem is the policies that they're enacting does nothing to solve the problem. It's only, um, well, it's making it worse. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's making it far twice as bad as it was in 2019. It, they're saying 100,000 that they didn't catch and another 100,000 that they did catch just for this month alone. Uh, it, well, it, since February to March, it, it was, that, that's... Uh, not a border crisis, right? No, there's there's uh, no crisis uh, down there. She said that uh, let's no, let's talk about the seventy two hours. You, you mentioned the seventy two hours. Uh, yeah. She said the uh, she says that she's pleased that the president, as a temporary measure, has sent FEMA to the border to help facilitate the children going from one seventy two hour issue where they are cared for as they are transferred into family homes or homes that they are safe for them to be. Um. So problem. Um. How do you know those homes are safe for them to be in, first of all? How do you know where you're transferring them to? How do you know where you're transferring them to? And also, uh, because they're not doing any kind of DNA tests. They're not doing DNA tests on the kids. They're not doing DNA, DNA tests on the quote-unquote parents that are, that are bringing them across. They're not doing any tests to make sure the kid is actually their kid and related in any way. Um, so 
that leads to the problem of now you have smugglers that are bringing over kids that were kidnapped. We saw a video of it yesterday. We saw a video of it yesterday, the coyotes bringing them across, right across the Rio Grande. Yeah, yeah. So how do we know that those kids aren't smuggled across for, um, you know, human trafficking reasons? How do we know that the homes that you're sending them off to aren't problematic homes and they won't be sold into slavery there? And then on top of that, we also know that there's problems in, uh, to use Arizona as an example, with their, uh, what is it, Child Protective Services. They actually, they'll take the kids. So you get your kids taken away from you, okay? Whatever it is, domestic violence, whatever the case is. The kids get sent to a foster home, get sent to another foster home, get sent to another foster home, fall through the cracks, and then get sold into slavery themselves. That's actually really common. Uh, Your kid runs away. This is this is a terrifying statistic. Your kid runs away. Thirty six to forty eight hours later, they're already they're already in sex trafficking. Or I mean, within that within forty eight hours, you're probably not going to see them again. That, that's yeah, that's about right. Really forty eight seventy two like hours. 80, yeah, eighty six percent of of them. That, that that's that's in our own borders. Yeah. All right, let's continue on with this because, well, there's a reason they're all coming across. There's a reason they're all coming across. And she has a perfectly reasonable explanation as to why all of those refugees are coming up across the, the border from Central and South America. Uh, let's, let's, what, almost, almost. It does start with a C. It, it does start with a C. So you were close. Let's hear what she has to say. So this, again, is a a transition for what was wrong before uh, to what is right. Of course, we have to also look to uh, Central America and Mexico and the rest, the corruption, the violence, uh, all of that so bad. My most recent trip to the Northern Triangle, that would be Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, you saw the impact of climate change, mind you. These people were leaving because of the drought. They couldn't farm, and they were seeking other ways to survive. So there are many reasons that go into this, but the fact is we have to deal with it uh, at the border. And many of the people, some of the people coming there are seeking asylum. And uh, I always like to quote our friends in the evangelical movement. At one of our rump hearings we had before we had the majority, uh, uh, their representative said to us, the United States refugee resettlement program is the crown jewel of American humanitarianism. So we have certain responsibilities that we must honor. We have to have a system uh, that accommodates that. And that is what the Biden administration is in the process of doing. Well, now see, Bruce, it's because of the climate change and it's because of the drought. When she was down there in Honduras and Guatemala and El Salvador, she saw the impacts of climate change. You know, her most recent trip to the uh, to the Northern Triangle down there. These people were leaving because of the drought. Did those look like starving people to you that were getting off those boats coming across the Rio Grande yesterday? Those look like starving people to you at all with their Tommy Hilfiger um, designer shirts and their... They, I mean, they look like they hadn't missed a uh, a meal at a buffet line recently. Yeah, it, it looked it, it looked like they could lose another fifty pounds or more. Uh huh. Now th- those don't look like starving people. If you've ever seen starving people, you immediately recognize them because they're starving. It's a terrible thing to see when you see a human being starving. That's awful. And I assure you that those people coming across that southern border are not climate refugees, as she's sitting there stating. Those people are not starving. Do you know when the drought? In Honduras was, by the way, she when was specifically it? mentions of that. Yeah. 2019. 2019. So two years ago. Two years ago. That's an awful long time to be starving. 
That's an awful long time to be starving. These people that are coming up, if those are examples of people that have been starving because of a drought two years ago, they must have been as big as houses. Yeah, that, that that's the only thing I can conclude as well. I have words I want to say to her that I cannot say. TOS, Bruce, TOS. All right, uh, Joe Biden is down there on the border. Did you know that? Did you know he was even down there? I don't think he knows he's down there on the border. You don't think think he knows that he's down there? I got hairy legs. Oh, okay. All right. He doesn't know that he's down there? Well, you would never know that he's down there. I didn't know that he was down there. Do you know why we didn't know that he was there? Because the media is not allowed to go with him. Oh, huh. I thought freedom of the press. They they were all big about the freedom of the press, freedom of the press under Trump. And he's stifling their freedoms. And then, oh, they're OK with. Oh, interesting. It's not uh, contradictory at all. OK, I, I might have to make a correction here because I don't think it's him. What is it like? Uh, unless it's it just vice? says Biden administration. Oh, uh, so I guess it's not him. So I guess he sent some people down there. I'm assuming because obviously he's not down there because he's in D.C. Uh, And of course, he's got that coalition meeting the Chinese Communist Party halfway. They're meeting in in Alaska right now to discuss the future of of cooperation and trade, right? Uh Uh-uh. That's not the conversation that needs to be happening in Alaska. Law enforcement sources report the acting head of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection will continue his southern border tour in the Del Rio sector on Saturday. Officials denied an interview request calling the event a no-media event. A no media event. Visit. Doing Excuse a political, me. A no media uh, visit. Excuse me. So they're doing a political. Huh. Huh. So why are they airing that they're visiting? Well, I'm not sure that they are. Uh, Customs and Border Patrol denied a formal request to speak with uh, senior officials performing the duties of the commissioner, Troy Miller, about his observations during the border tour. Uh, during his border tour have been and what pl- what plans the administration has to address them. Customs and Border Patrol officials sharply responded, sorry, but this is a strictly no media visit. When asked if the acting commissioner would allow for a media visit and answer questions. As sources previously reported, the Biden administration is tightly controlling the messaging on an ever-growing immigration crisis. Ever-growing administ- immigration crisis? I thought it was a humanitarian crisis. In a statement released by Customs and Border Patrol regarding recent apprehensions along the border, Miller stated, due to COVID-19 restrictions, the border is not open. <laughs> really? <laughs> there's just, there's just an, there's not even a fence uh, or anything, at, you know, in certain parts is, you know, just a river you can kind of wade across. Uh, and the vast majority of people are being returned under Title 42. Do not believe smugglers or others claiming otherwise. No, there's only video of we, that we just saw yesterday of smugglers bringing them across. Um, they've also said, they've announced that there's orders for ICE not to deport people. Mm-hmm. ICE is asking for volunteers to go down and help them. They actually released a statement today. They said that they feel as though they might as well just be reduced to being an Uber service for the drug cartels. Yeah. More or less, that's all they're doing. According to sources... Today's visit to the Del Rio sector is one of several planned for the coming week. Miller toured the Rio Grande Valley and Laredo sector prior to his arrival in Eagle Pass, Texas. VIP visits are not announced beyond a few local Border Patrol leaders on a need-to-know basis. Field agents are traditionally invited to hear leadership offer words of encouragement, but not any longer. News media go uninvited, a stark contrast to the previous administration's habit of high-profile tours. Yeah, so you're not allowed to be down there anymore. Nothing to see here. 
All right, um, taxes. All right, let, let's let's just talk about taxes here for a few minutes because I want to I want to kind of segue into this because it's got to do with the administration. Bruce, are you ready to pay more taxes? No, no, you don't want to do your patriotic duty and pay more taxes as an American citizen to help your fellow citizens and and of course you have an obligation. Well, excuse me, <laughs> where's my manners? We have an obligation to help in that humanitarian crisis down there on the on the southern border. Uh, with all of those uh, climate refugees, yeah, cl- climate refugees. The Biden administration um, has said that, and and of course, U.S. President Joe Biden himself remains committed to his campaign pledge that no one. Now he's made this guarantee. Okay, now just just so you're aware, no one making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year will have their taxes raised. I don't believe you. <laughs> you, don't, you don't believe the most popular president ever what's wrong with you he needs you he needs you well yeah because we we, we we do have to help after covid because their coffers were um depleted and uh yeah no no actually uh how about how about you start reducing government size and scope. Well, they can't do that. There's a $4 trillion plan on the dashboard coming. Oh, you thought $1.9 trillion was going to be the end of it? Oh, no, you're sadly mistaken. They've got another one coming down because there was no resistance. There was no pushback. So why not go for actually, more? There was actually. Um, it, it, it was party lines. This one passed on party lines. Yeah, they don't need they don't need anything else on the on the next one either. They're they're no. they're roaming unchecked on all of this. On check, they are bankrupt. And you know something? Let's let's look at it like this. That money, okay? We're we're at seven and a half trillion already this year, okay? That money, that money, we got to pay that. We have to pay that. That doesn't come for free. You don't get two trillion just out of nothing. What you, you mean? You mean that 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 fourteen hundred dollars that we're gonna get? You you mean it wasn't actually? It didn't take seventeen thousand out of our pocket to pay for that? Oh, no, that's a significant oh. amount. I mean, you've been out of work for a year. Oh. So, I mean, you know, that's, yeah. you, you get you get 600 and then you get uh, 1,400. Well, I mean, that's 2,000 for, for a year. To that's be fair, good. I, to be fair, I don't, I don't recall if it was 1,700 or 17,000. Uh, that's a big difference but it, that it cost us to do that. Uh-huh. Even if it's 1,700, though, you're, you're still at a loss. You're still going to be paying more in taxes. Well, they're setting us up for a, for a big, big crash here because... What's going to happen with as as they continue on with this spend 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 and you know throwing more money? Now they're talking about raising taxes. You, where, where in the hell do you people go to school? Where where did you get any kind of an education on anything involving common sense? Anything basic economics one hundred and one? Right? Hell, even I had that in the eighth grade, and I know not to do this. I mean, AOC got hers in at uh, Boston U. Oh, that one. And she oh, still goodness. knows. Yeah, she still knows nothing. You know what? You're going to go through and you're going to do all of this. Now now you're going to raise taxes on all this. That That's like you might as well just kick the American people in the face while they're already down. People have oh, had their already, lives destroyed. They already did with this, this uh, tr- you know, the one point nine trillion, the two trillion. That was already a kick in the face to the American people because that only went to people that made 80,000 or less. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll go to middle America. Sure. But if you're living in a city anywhere in the U.S., you're not getting the money. No. And uh, Bill de Blasio says that they need to come up with $7 billion in new taxes sometime in the next 12 months. $7 billion in new taxes in New York. You've bankrupted the city. It, it, it's unbelievable, these people. I, I just I, I just can't stand it. But then you've got the other problem that's going to be coming down the pipe with this one. OK, so they're talking. And right now it's just talk, right? The four trillion is just talk. And that's not being really reported anywhere, but that's being teed up behind the scenes. You can believe it. And that'll probably be some 5000 page bill. God knows what. But 
we'll, we'll deal with that problem when it gets here. But what about the mortgages? What about the rent? What about those? You're setting a housing crisis up the likes of which we've never seen because people's rent, people's mortgages. Right now, we've got a moratorium on mortgages. Those are going to come due here soon. And if there's nothing to fall back on, if people don't have anything uh, as far as uh, income to uh, put towards that debt, well, then what's going to happen? You're going to have a lot of people out in the street and you're going to have a lot of people at your doorstep. Oh, do those walls and that razor wire make sense now? Is that starting to come into focus a little bit? You got anything else? I was talking about finances and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Goldman Sachs saying that the, they actually expect the economy, the GDP to increase by 8% this year. Whereas at the exact same time, we're seeing Bitcoin and gold prices skyrocket. For those that aren't aware, Bitcoin and gold are kind of like where you put your money when things are unstable to, to keep the value of the money. Um, it's, a, it's a lifeline, if you will, or, or, or insurance, shall we, shall we say. Um, how can those two be true? I mean, granted, we did actually see an increase in large corporations, like how much money they made, but we lost millions of jobs. Um, so no, I, I think there's a, I think there's a bit of a crash that the average person is going to see unless you're working for a big corporation, but you can't work for one of the big corporations unless you take a vaccine. So, well, it depends on which corporation. I mean, as far as we know, employers are not technically mandating those yet. Some of them are just telling them they're not mandate. But we're also starting to see people get fired, aren't we? For people that don't take it. Well, the the one we talked about there in Nevada, I believe it was the the mother. She was mm-hmm. actually required to Utah. by her employer. Oh, it was Utah. My bad. Uh, the Utah one. Yeah. She was required by her employer to take it because you know, she's in the medical field and everything. You know what? If you're in the medical field, the first thing you should be doing is looking at all of this research that surround these vaccines. That's the first. I mean, if it were me, if it were me, call me old fashioned, but uh, I just happen to want to look a little bit further, especially in something that involves my field of expertise. I'd want to know everything there is to know about it. And if that is something that I'm looking into that's going to possibly do me harm, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be any part of that. I will play along to a certain extent. And when I say to a certain extent, not for my benefit, but for your appeasement as the individual. I'll say, you know what? Okay, if you're that paranoid about it, then I will go out of my way to walk four or six feet around you if you're that concerned about it, right? Out of respect for you. I would do that just to, you know, just to do it uh, because I'm not, uh, I'm not a jerk like that. So I'm not going to be an immature person and get all up in your face and say, yeah, huh, yeah, what are you going to do now? So I'm not that kind of person. So I'll be respectful in that sense. But I will not now or ever, ever put myself in a position where I compromise my own health and my own safety to fuel some sick political agenda by a bunch of know-nothing politicians. That's not going to happen. Never. I will die on that hill. You better believe it. You better believe it. All right. We're out of time. We are going to have to go. Fascinating as always. I do apologize. I'm a little tired today. I've had a very long day. Uh, but hopefully uh, tomorrow we will have Marty back tomorrow. Uh, he's going to come in and uh, weigh in on some topics, and it's going to be good to uh, get a different perspective on things. So he'll be in here tomorrow. In the meantime, we are promoting our Telegram channel. For those of you who have not signed up to Telegram, get over there, get signed up to us. Search for us when you get there. Search for Dynamic Independence, where public channel will pop right up. Click join. You'll be subscribed to us. You'll get all of our podcasts we're putting out here every day, and you'll also get an exclusive podcast we put out once a week. Be sure and check out Room 101 that we put out on Saturday. It was a 
fantastic show. All of us had a lot of fun making it. We hope that you'll have just as much fun listening to it. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known associates. We are trying to grow as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that will do it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.